Welcome to the Hunting University Podcast, coming to you live from the Rocky Mountain Home Hunter Studios. I'm John Schultz. I'm Keone Hutton. And I'm, and I'm Leslie Reed. Wow, that was <laughs> awesome. That wasn't even planned. Like, that was so amazing. Thank you for that. <laughs> we both get more punch, punch, uh, punchy as the day goes on. That's, that, that's exactly it. Uh, so for those who couldn't tell, we do not have Leslie Reed here with us today. She thinks her husband is more important than podcasting. Or us, which is or kind of us, hurtful. Which, I mean, I kind of get that, but. But podcasting, I think that would take precedence. But no, we'll we'll talk. It's okay. Uh, her husband's birthday is tomorrow. They're doing some work today, so they can actually celebrate tomorrow. So we said, yeah, go go be with your husband. He is far more important than us. But that's okay because we love her husband just as much as we love Leslie, and we will not hold it against her. But we will give her a little bit of crap later. No, you said that. You were thinking the same thing. Don't you even start. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So, John, you're going to have to pull her share of the weight now, just so you're aware. I can't talk any more than I normally do, so... You, sure you can. We'll see. We'll see. I talk a lot normally anyway. Of course. I'm picturing, you know, thousands of our fans outraged, like, that's not Leslie. <laughs> what are you trying to pull here? I know. The, the, the Leslie following might turn militant. <laughs> Fair enough. I think that's why most people listen. I'm, I'm convinced that's why most people listen. In fact, now that they realize that there is no Leslie in this episode, many of them may be about to turn it off. But wait, don't Hold on. do it, because we have something special to take the place of Leslie, although we could never really take the place of Leslie. Let's be reasonable here. But to help us fill the void that is the emptiness of not having Leslie on our podcast today, we have brought in a veteran scare actor from the Sanctuary Escape Room in Oklahoma City and Hell Scream in Colorado Springs, Colorado, Cat Forest. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. We are super excited to have you here. You are the first scare actor that we've uh, gotten to have on the podcast, and we are really excited to hear your perspective on... Uh, on running haunts. Okay, I, I've never run one, but I've acted at a couple of them. I, I'll give you what I have. Perfect. I like it. How about a little background first? How did you get into scare acting? Well, it's a really funny story. I lived in Sulphur, Oklahoma, which is a very small little town about an hour and a half outside of Oklahoma City. And I was surfing on the internet, and I found that they were having actor auditions. But I had missed it by a week. So... I saw that, and that had been a bucket list item of mine that I wanted to do. I'm oh, cool. 50-something years old, and I thought, you know, this is the time to do this. My son was still in Oklahoma City. He had just started college, and my son is just as warped as I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I have never in my life been able to scare him. I've tried. I've done everything I could to scare him, and I can't scare him. He's just a chip off off the old block. <laughs> so I thought if he doesn't know that I'm acting in a haunted house, uh. and my cousins or his cousins bring him through, maybe I can scare him then. <laughs> so that is devious. I love it. <laughs> so my first acting job was at the sanctuary in Oklahoma City, and. Uh, I went to, I called Louie up, which is the acting coordinator, and I asked him, I said, look, I really, really, really want to do this. And I explained to him why I wanted to do this, and he said, you know what, why don't you come on in, I'm going to add an additional night for auditions, come on in, let's see what you have. I really like your energy, I want to see how things go. 
So I got the part. So I would go down there. I spent three weeks starting out as an actress or a scare actor in the haunted house till I got my feet wet and I was happy with what I'm doing. Then I had my son's cousins bring him through the haunt. This is a no-touch haunt. I didn't make any difference to me. As soon as he came through my room and I was in a hallway with flickering lights. And so you can't, I mean, that's a creepy effect. And you can't really ignore that. And so I waited until he entered the hallway. And when he did, I saw him look over at me. I was in a wheelchair acting like I was a prop, not an actress. And he looked over at me, and then he walked on. Well, I immediately got up and wrapped my arms around him from the very back (laughs) and drugged him into his room. Oh my gosh. I didn't quote unquote scare him, but he was floored. He could not figure out why he was being drugged to the room. And I loved that night, and he loved it so much that the next night he was marching for the OU Pride at that time. So he had a game day, and as soon as the game was over, he came back up to the haunted house, and through my recommendations, he worked well. And as well. So he and I both have been doing the haunted houses now for about eight years. That's so <laughs> awesome. Oh, my gosh. That's, like I said, that is a devious plan, but it is awesome. I am a devious mother. <laughs> is the sanctuary still open in Oklahoma? Right now, the sanctuary escape rooms are San- open. Escape rooms. I do not know if they're doing a haunted house or not. I've not been there in two years. Uh-huh. I'm still on the line or still on the chat rooms with the actors. But I've not heard anything, and I'm not sure they are doing their haunted house this year, but sure. they are pushing escape rooms in Oklahoma okay. City. Yeah, nice. yeah. Awesome. Um, but now you're in Colorado. I'm in Colorado Springs, yes. Where do you haunt now? I haunt at Hellscream. Tell us about that. And, well, I saw it when we first moved in. Hellscream is actually right down the street from me. And that Convenient. was a huge change because I always lived an hour away from the sanctuary. So oh, wow. it was one of those you go and you haunt on Friday, you spend the night Friday and Saturday <laughs> night and you come back Sunday. Nice. So yeah, I slept in the haunted house periodically or slept in the hotel next to a haunted house. So it was a very interesting thing. So when I got to Hellscream, I enjoyed being able to drive down the street to haunt <laughs> and drive home. Yeah, That's right. Problem. So I tried out, and this was the first time that I'd ever really seriously tried out as an actress because they are, this was the first year that they paid their actresses or actors. Oh, wow. And so they had auditions, and I received a paid contract with Hellspring cool. to act, and wow. I enjoyed every, every second of it. It was a blast to work there, and I worked there for five weeks straight. Awesome. Oh, that's great. Can you tell us about your character? My character, I was a receptionist in the third floor of Hellscream, and I was an old woman. And I could interact with my clients, you know, and talk to them as they came through. Well, my scare was, is I was leaning over a a small file cabinet, and I was very still, like I was one of the mannequins. And I feel like that's a talent of mine, is I can remain very still. And then all of a sudden, I would slam the file cabinet door, and these people That's were good. less than two feet away from me. So it always <laughs> got it down. Always. 
and I would yell at them, tell them that they were late for their appointment, and the doctor <laughs> really, really needs to see them nice. right now. Nice. And if you don't get in there, I'm going to call for the security guard. And of course, <laughs> you know, just various things like that. But I, my job was to get them moved through the reception room in and around to the backside. Mm-hmm. Nice. What's your costume and makeup look like? Give us a paint an image for us. Just I, the makeup was very simple. Matter of fact, when I was at Sanctuary, it was an hour and a half in the in the Ooh. makeup seat at that time. Here, I could do it myself. So all I did was just put on a gray wig and really update my makeup, make my eyes sunken in, you know, the cheeks sunken in, the whole nine yards. I even went as far as to get the fake, thick um, nails like somebody would wear, oh, okay. like they've got problems. Yeah. So even my hands were made up so that when I reached for them, they were looking at this decrepit old hand reaching toward them. <laughs> nice. And I was in a, a Victorian blouse and a black skirt. You know, it was the simplest costume, but it was effective because I was in the reception room, and if they thought I was a mannequin, they weren't really looking at the makeup right, right off the bat. Totally. They were oh, scared good. that I moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you have any pictures we could post on our site of you in costume? Sure. I've yeah. got three of That'd them. That'd be great. Yeah, if you could, yeah. if you could uh, email it to me, I'll, I'll put I it up when I, uh, when I post the podcast. Oh, that's I sure great. will. They're a part of my portfolio. Awesome. My first character, I was a head nurse at the sanctuary. It's an uh-huh. asylum, and I scooped out my eyes. So my makeup, <laughs> you'll love this picture. The makeup looks like I have no eyeballs whatsoever. Oh, oh man, Leslie's going to be so mad she missed this. Uh-huh. I was... And I was I was a line actor at that time, periodically. And my favorite scare was to find the patron that was on their phone in a dark screen, and I would pop up right there over the top of their screen. <laughs> I had people drop <laughs> and I don't smile. I had developed my character enough that they could do whatever they want to, and there was no smile, there was no laughing, there was no facial expression whatsoever. I would just cock my head and look at it and then move on. <laughs> With that character, yeah, it doesn't sound like you need that much except just that one little bit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And there was a lot of times that I would stand at the end of the line and I would catch an actor's eye, or not an actor, a patron's eye. And as they would move through the line, I wouldn't break character. I wouldn't break that eye contact. So every time they turn around and look, I'd be staring at them. And I could do that for 30 minutes while they were in the line and not move. Yeah. By the time they touched oh. the door to go into the haunted house, they were thoroughly creeped out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Because they would do everything in their power to get me to smile or to move or to react, and I never would. And after 30 minutes of them not getting me to react, that was creepy. That's awesome. Bravo. I'm not sure I could pull that off for 30 minutes. So I know you couldn't pull that off because I've seen you. Well, Mr. Grim, Mr. Grim Reaper with tennis shoes. Oh, that was a rough day. That was a rough day. So you touched on you touched on something I want to kind of wanted to hear a little bit more about. So you said after, like on a Friday night, you would, you know, just stay the night. You would actually sleep in the haunted house. There was one night that I did. But for the majority of the part, there was a hotel right next to the hotel. Oh, okay, I got you. And so I would sleep in the hotel. I say I that because oh, man, <laughs> I say I that. To. I bet my co-host, I'm pretty sure, was is salivating at that idea of doing that. I mean, I kind of already sleep now. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I think my wife would kill me if I tried to. Pull I was going to say, off. I'm going to tell your wife you said that. 
Does, does Ashley don't. listen to the podcast? She does not listen to the podcast, and that has been my saving grace on many an episode. <laughs> you know what I notice is every host, the spouse, does not listen to the podcast. I, I, it's because they know. They know, and they'd rather not. <laughs> they'd rather not get confirmation. Fair enough. What I'm <laughs> hearing from that is that's three devices that we can go in and subscribe when they're not, you know, paying attention. That that is true. <laughs> and John, uh, where would you go if you wanted to subscribe to our podcast? <laughs> that was a very seamless plug. Thanks. Thank Dan. you. Thank you. I, I tried. <laughs> if you wanted to go to subscribe to our podcast, you can find us on. Podbean, you can find us on Apple Podcasts um, through the podcast app, uh, iTunes, Spotify. I'm probably missing a few. You can find us pretty much anywhere where you go for your podcasts. That is absolutely um, true. And if you wanted to see pictures of Kat in her costume, definitely check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash haunting you, just the letter U. And I believe that kicks over to Twitter as well, doesn't it, John? It, in fact, it does, which you can find at Haunting Univer 1, which is Haunting U-N-I-V-E-R 1 on Twitter. Perfect. Perfect. We're pretty shameless now. We, we are. we got to get those plugs in whenever whenever the opportunity presents itself. So tell us about your – like how do you get ready for – how do you pump yourself up for a night of scare acting? Because yeah. that is exhausting. It's tolling on the body. What do you do to pump yourself up? Well, first of all, throughout the year – I listen to horror podcasts. <laughs> nice, nice. I Always a solid. With them, uh, I, you know, there's many a nights that I will turn on back episodes of, let's say, No Sleep podcast or something like that, and I will go to sleep to them. And then one of the reasons why I like listening to these podcasts is because I find lines that are scary. Mm, sure. I find, okay. I find ways of saying things that are a little bit more creepy. I find ways of working on my voice character. You know, so that it comes across a little creepy. And I do that all the time. I've got a list of about 15. Uh, any any you want to name drop here? Oh, yeah, sure. No Sleep was my very first podcast that I ever listened to. Oh, David nice. Cummings, I started with him when he first started his podcast. And they are going on now seven, seven or eight years, I believe. They have some of the best voice actors that I have ever heard. I enjoy listening to them, and I have got a lot of lines. Nice. <laughs> um, I like to listen to creepy podcasts, and then if I want something that's real, um, I will listen to Let's Not Meet by Andrew I think Kay. I've heard of that one, actually. And that's that's was one of my favorites. Matter of fact, I find that more scary than just some of the stories because this stuff actually happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that's that's three of my top favorite podcasts that I will listen to on a repeated basis. And I think I've listened to all of the No Sleep episodes at least three separate times. So you're looking at yeah. almost eight years of episodes that I listen to all the time. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. dedication. I like that. Yeah, no kidding. I never and really I thought about the... getting some of it from the – getting the lines, getting some of the tones down. That's That's awesome. Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea, and I'm going to have to check some of these out because I'm inspired. Well, it just helps because the voice actors have to come up with various voices. Mm-hmm. And so while I'm sitting in the car and there's nobody around, I'll repeat the words that they say, and I will add my own inflections and then add my own character and then put all of that in those five weeks of Halloween. Nice. That's great. That's I, awesome. That's it, awesome. I was just thinking, this is this is so good to hear because we've 
we've done an episode on on scare acting before, but it was a lot of you know about makeup and management policies, something like that. So it's this is super interesting to kind of get into that mindset. Right, makeup is only part of it. You can have the world's best makeup, but if you don't have the body movements, if you don't have the tone of voice, if you don't have your character's backstory. Um, my character's backstory was Dr. Von Helton, which Helton, I believe, was the owner of Hellscreen, and he was doing experiments on, on people and stuff like that. I have been his secretary, his receptionist, for many, many years, but there's a possibility that I'm dead. <laughs> and I have been doing my job, and he doesn't know I exist. Man, you talk about dedication. And so you make a backstory, and you keep adding to that backstory, and keep adding to the backstory until you have your character down straight. I was the head nurse at Sanctuary. And so once I got my makeup on, I would walk through the haunted house. Now, just to picture this, I've got black material over my eyes. So I have reduced my vision by about 70%. Mm -hmm. I can still see, but not very well. Well, I would walk through the haunted house before anybody ever got there and get into character while I was in my outfit. And there would be times that I would come up on actors and I would silently direct them to do something. And it helped the other actors to get into character as well. But for me, it's kind of like absorbing the vibe of the haunted house mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because usually I was one of the first characters that they would see and I wanted to make sure that I embodied you know the essence of the haunted house that's amazing like I said I'm yeah, a little real. weird I'm a little weird and people would like I can't walk through the haunted house by myself with the light <laughs> and I'm like but it's fun it really is fun there's no other actors around and in the same Breath, that sanctuary was over the first sanctuary the building was over a hundred years old oh so it. there's so many there's so much history and there was haunted stories uh-huh. at the sanctuary and oh, so man. I part of me wanted to walk through the sanctuary by myself because I wanted something to happen I wanted to see if something would happen hey, yeah don't worry about being weird you know we're running a haunted house podcast so I mean we're, we're right uh, there with you you we're have not- to be have to be insane to me to work in a, a haunted house. But what people don't understand is it's a huge stress release. Oh, yes. Oh, I yes. Was, yeah. I was a vet tech at that time working in an emergency room. And I dealt with bad cases, uh, like on a, on a daily basis. Sure. But that night, when you could get into character, and you make that first grown six foot man drop to his knees. <laughs> it's the best feeling in the whole world, and I became addicted to it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that will look at me and say, There's no way you're a scare actor. You're too quiet. Well, it's the quiet ones. <laughs> right. It's the quiet ones you got to be scared of. Oh, so my gosh. I want to I jump back a minute. Uh, you talked about your backstory. How much of that was your creation, and how much came from the haunt? Like, how much did the haunt say, "This is this is you, um, this is your character," and then how much was did you add to that backstory? I received a character that I was the receptionist in a in a reception room. Period. That's it. Everything else wow. I made up. Everything else, the costume, the facial expression, the the backstory, everything mm-hmm. else. They encouraged us to create our own backstory. Okay, I kind of like that. 
they want each of the actors once and we've got at Hellstream there are a number of actors that have their own Facebook page. Sure, sure. They have created their their character so well that people actually look forward to seeing this character every year. <laughs> and so they encourage you to really, really develop your character. Uh-huh. Was it the same and as Sanctuary? At the Sanctuary, they wanted people that were flexible, mm-hmm. people that could act in various different places. Sure. And so while I had a backstory, it was more of being available at any time. I was an actor, I mean, I was a line actor, and then I was the first room uh-huh. when they come in, so I had to Ooh, set talk the about pressure. Right? Yeah, <laughs> pressure. But I set the tone for that. Um, in my Christmas haunt, I would work as an elf, and I sang, he sees you when you're sleeping <laughs> because he's in your closet watching you. <laughs> I'm in this this green outfit with green makeup on, singing that at the top of my lungs in a room where people can't see. They've not gotten to my hallway yet. And so the person (laughs) at the beginning of the room says, shut up and go back to your room. And I would laugh real loud, and I would crawl under a bed and wait for them. So we really played off each other. And by by the time after the first or second night of the haunt, we had our routines down, and we mm-hmm. played well off each other. I mean, the actors got along great, and we would we would constantly play off each other. And it was great. That good chemistry. Yes. Wonderful. And it was a great chemistry when my son and I worked in the same room. <laughs> and so we were yelling at each other back and forth across the room and saying creepy things, and people were like, I'm not sure I want to go down that hallway. Right. <laughs> I love that. I love that you have that relationship with your son. That's awesome. I'm trying to picture my uh, – I, I love my mother, but she considers Avatar to be a horror movie. So that's not quite something I think we could manage. Yeah, John, I love your mother. She's the sweetest woman I've ever met. Uh, your father, I could totally see doing no, something like this. No, 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 no. See that? That's another. That's too real. I don't think I could go there. His father may have traumatized us growing up. Yeah, little, pretty much. Just a little. <laughs> I'll send a picture of my son and I in costume together. Yeah, please oh, do. Yes, please. please do. We'll put we'll put it up on our Facebook page. Okay. Oh, uh, that's great. Awesome. Uh, so this year you are continuing with Hellscream, but you're doing something else to get ready for the season as well. Yeah. Right. Um, with with everything that's going on, whether I act at Hellscream this year or not, it's kind of up in the air. So I decided I didn't really want to give up anything having to do with the haunt industry. And I'm a huge podcast listener. And I thought, you know, there are some scary stories out there from scare actors. Because you think you're the only spooky thing in the room. You're not. (laughs) Right. I mean, there has been things that have happened to actors that they have come out and said, I'm not going to go back in that room. That mannequin moved. I swear (laughs) to God. And so I, I enjoyed listening to these stories because actually it makes our evening a little bit more exciting because you're kind of looking over in the corner going, is that, you know, a, a shadow or should it be there? Or is somebody coming to scare me or what? And I heard from a lot of people that they would come in and find chairs pushed up against the wall or Ooh. they would 
they would be walking through a room and they would feel somebody lift their hair up off the back of their neck, which that <laughs> actually happened to me. What? I think the yes. hair on the back of my neck stand up. I yeah. was going to say, I'm, you can't, obviously you can't say, I'm looking around my the room I'm podcasting. I'm like, oh, just making sure. Okay, no reason. Okay. <laughs> when, I worked, when I worked at the sanctuary, I worked in the drop-down window scene. And for those that people don't know that, when you come to the haunted house, you'll see this picture on the wall, and then all of a sudden the picture will drop down and there'll be a real person behind it. And that can get some awesome scares. I mean, you're not really speaking to them, but that sound and that movement alone will scare the crap out of people. Mm-hmm. So in order to sure. do my drop-down window, I had to walk down a very narrow uh, hallway that had been built separating two rooms because the whole floor that I was on was one great big room. So they created hallways and rooms for the customers to walk through. And I had gone down this small hallway to get to my drop-down window. So there's no entrance or exit except for one that I just came through. And I'm sitting there by myself, and it's been three hours into the night, and uh, the patrons have slowed down just a little bit. And so I sit down on my bench to take a much-needed break, and all of a sudden I feel something grab the back of my hair, lift it up, and let it drop. There's nobody there. No one could have come down that hallway. There was nothing to snag my hair on in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) (laughs) That's super eerie. And it it was a little spooky, but again, I'm weird, so I stayed. I wanted to see if something else would happen. And nothing else ever happened, but I know when I talked to the actor, coordinator, Louie, Louie said, oh, that's happened to two, three other people in that room. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, thanks for Now you tell me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, so my gosh. Alone, because it was 100 years old, there was many, many actors that have said they saw Spectre floating down the hallway or they feel someone tap them on the shoulder well while I was listening to my podcast I thought you know what that would make haunted houses so much more interesting if customers came through knowing that the actors themselves had been spooked mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay very good way to promote a few haunts across the United States by telling these actor stories and I have gotten a few people that have written these stories that are creepy. I had a person that was tripped in the hallway, and when they looked down, there was a bruise on their ankle, a handprint bruise. What? Like someone had grabbed their foot. Holy Lord. <laughs> so a lot of people think, oh, you know, I'm going to go through this haunted house, and these are characters, and there's really nothing to be afraid of, and this would be cool. Well, now you've got the actors themselves telling you, Yes, there is something you need to be concerned about. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I thought that if I started a podcast, I'd run it for five or six weeks leading up to Halloween. And each night that I do my podcast, I would try to feature stories from one haunted house. So that, that haunted house could use those stories to advertise on their webpage. Here, listen to stories from our actors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it might bring some more people into their haunted houses. I love it. I love it. That's a great idea. And plus, the stories are just scary to begin with. They're just yeah. fun to listen to. 
That's so awesome. So if uh, any of our listeners have stories that they want to try to contribute to your podcast, how can they do that? They can email me the story at scareactorslounge.com. Scare? Yeah. Uh, S-C-A-R-E-A-C-T-O-R-S-L-U-N-G-E. Scareactorslounge at gmail.com scareactorslounge at gmail.com and there will be a link to that in the uh, in this podcast uh, episode description so that uh, if anyone wants to find it and send in your story you can find it there and Absolutely. here is if you do send in your story there will be compensation as well as promotion for the haunted house and I welcome all stories and I want it told in the actor's words so that's the reason why I'm wanting the actors to write the story down and send it in because I don't want to have to do too much editing to their stories. The mm-hmm. stories are scary enough as it is. And so I want the actors to be featured. And I think that, honestly, this is a good way that if you do have an actor page, Facebook page, that you post your pictures and stuff on, if you tell your story, you can add a link from the podcast to your story on your Facebook page. Totally. That's going to promote you, promote the haunt, and promote your Facebook page. I'm seeing, like, no downside here. (laughs) Well, the downside is the fact that I've never done this before. (laughs) This is a whole new grassroots thing that I'm trying to put together, but I really think that it will come together well. I think that's such a cool idea. Yeah, I saw your description uh, when you posted it up on Facebook looking for stories, and I was inspired. I'm I'm like, we need to get her on here and and talk about this because this is such a cool initiative, and I cannot wait to hear hear the result of it. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to read the stories that come out. (laughs) Awesome. So let's go back uh, back to the sanctuary. Is there a single... Like a single scare that you pulled off at the sanctuary that really stands out in your mind? Yes, there is. Um, in all actuality, I don't know if every haunted house does this, and our promoters kind of frowned on this a little bit because they didn't want us to take this lighthearted. <laughs> but we keep a running tally at the beginning of the season <laughs> of people who, A, leave in the middle of the haunt, B, peer, you know, wet themselves, or see, vomit. And I've seen all three of those happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I had this one girl that says, I can't do this anymore, I need to get out of here, and I said, okay, close your eyes, because I don't want you looking at me. Let me walk you out the side door. (laughs) So, yeah, there's been times, but I remember I was working in a room one time, and I honestly had this, this girl drop to the floor and started uncontrollably bawling and she oh wouldn't do and I want to say it was because of what I did and a lot of people said my god you're so scary I wouldn't do that <laughs> but I think that it was a combination of because every actor adds to that customer's experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so you may only have them for 30 seconds but in that 30 seconds you set them up for the next actor and they set them up for the next actor, and they set them up for the next actor. So by the time you get to the chainsaw room where people are chasing you out with the chainsaw, you're already terrified. <laughs> yeah, of yeah. course. You're terrified to begin with. And each actor does that. You know, a lot of people say, well, I'm not doing much. I'm not saying much. It doesn't make any difference. You are providing to the story and the scare by just that 30 seconds of stuff that you do. 
And I remembered one time that I was in the bug room because we had actors that didn't come in. <laughs> I didn't realize, God bless the owners, they put real bugs in there. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I had a fish tank full of African hissing cockroaches. Oh, yeah. What? That I thought was fake until I bumped into them and they started moving. <laughs> How did you react to that? <laughs> I messaged Louie and said, I don't like this. Are they going to get out? They're going to pop on these cages. He goes, yeah, but they're not going to get out. And he said, by the way, the snake in the corner is real as well. <laughs> so like, okay, good to know, good to know. So I grabbed one of the, the speculums that they had in there, and I was holding it out, and I said, when they come through, it was one of the first few times that I spoke, and I said, I have got to feed my babies. I've got to feed my babies, and I've already given them my eyes. Can I have yours? Please let me have your eyes. And I would take the speculum and kind of walk toward them like I was going to scoop their eyes out. They loved it. I mean, they, this is a scare. I like this. You're <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to tell them. I'm convincing because these are real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's tarantulas right. over here and a snake there and African hissing cockroaches. <laughs> was not my favorite. No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I I remember I had a – you mentioned that you guys kept a tally. I, I remember I had a, a friend in college who worked in a haunted house, and I, I probably shouldn't say the name of the haunted house because they're still open and – uh, they probably wouldn't love this, but they had um, the management, apparently, from what he tells me, had an unofficial, like, bounty program, quote-unquote. Like, you could get small <laughs> bonuses for, you know, you get, I, I'm making this these numbers up, but, you know, you get, like, $1 if you make them cry, $10 for <laughs> running away, you know, etc. And well, I'm like, I, a bounties. <laughs> one thing that I like about Hellscream is that the owners or managers are at the very end of the haunt, and they wait for the people to come out, and uh -huh. they will talk to them. What do you remember? Because I know some of our, our coaching that we received is you want to make a mark so well that 40 minutes later when they finish it, they remember you above everybody else. Sure. And so they would always ask, and we would get that feedback, you know, the, the next night, this mm -hmm. is what you need to do. And then Hellscream... Um, the sanctuary was great at doing this as well, but Hellscream was my recent place. And Jesse Clark, which is the one of the owners of Hellscream, does this fantastic actor pump-up session. And I still remember uh, they will come across and say certain things like, like, um, let's see, what was it? We are the prey. We would say prey. They are the are they are the prey. We are the predators. So we would repeat that, okay. and then we would come in and we're going. Uh, they would start. Um, they would build you up, and you would have to yell and yell and yell. And by the time the the whole situation was done, we were all pumped. We were all ready to. <laughs> oh, <get> I bet. <laughs> so I know other actors have a playlist. They will stick headphones in their ears, and they will get that playlist, and you'll see them in their rooms just, you know, pumping it up and, and walking it and trying to get there. When the customer comes through, all of us desire to hear you scream. So we are going to do whatever we can to make you scream. 
<laughs> it's, it's it's wonderful. I love the management, just like completely supporting that and even yes. leaning into it. Yes, <laughs> that's a know. good word. Leaning into it. They want you crazy. They want you ready. You know, we have our safety precautions that we take. We know what we can sure. and can't do. We have safety monitors in the hallways that are dressed up. Um, they have done an awesome job in making sure all of their actors are protected to making sure. And this was from last year. I don't I don't know everything about this year. But sure. from last year, every, we were all protected. We were all checked on. We were never left alone, you know, in a room. Because there are some customers that come through drunk or high. Sure. And they get handsy or they try to do something. And our security guards, our hallway runners... They were awesome in keeping all of us safe. So we were able to stay in character and not have to worry about those few crazy people that came through. Which is which is good. It kind of it takes it kind of ruins the vibe that you have going or the momentum you have going if you have to just stop and deal with you know something like that. Absolutely. Any stories you can tell about uh, patrons who had to be escorted out? Yes, one of my favorite stories. I'm a line <laughs> actor at the sanctuary. I'm, this is my last year there, and I'm working in there. And we have we're getting down to the end of the line. You know, you can actually see the end. There's this lady that comes up through, and I pull my standing in front of. Me, she's on her phone with us, and I pull my. You know, she's looking at her phone, and I pop up on the top of her phone type thing. Sure. And I didn't realize that she was on meth. Oh Jesus! And she Uh-oh. grabbed my ears. And tried to kiss me. What? I was so proud of myself because I did not break character. I stepped back, <laughs> shook my finger no, and I walked and I found the security guard. And I said, she needs to go before she even comes into the haunt. And so they had her arrested and out of there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that was a very interesting time for me because I didn't know what she was going to do. She yeah, had already touched Sure. And, you know, I didn't want to break character because I don't want to ruin it for the hundred other people. Everybody else around. Yeah, Yeah. totally. And so I had a friend come up to me later and tell me, I saw what you did. That was awesome. (laughs) I really don't remember it. I was trying to keep from getting Frenched by a a woman that was on meth. So, but that was one of those nights that the security guards are your best friends. You know, they come through, they check on you, your hallway runners are your best friends, and I feel like I saved some people that night from, you know, something else. Yeah. Yeah, putting uh, someone into an enclosed space and high anxiety and all that, who knows what they would would do. I. Okay, I don't want to speak for you, but Go I'm ahead. pretty sure I would have broken character so fast. They would... <laughs> well, I do not have that kind of discipline. <laughs> I had to think. I had to think really fast. It was one of those things at times that you have to think on your feet. And you don't want, I mean, because these people are paying in excess of like $35 to go through a haunted house. Mm-hmm. You sure. just don't want to ruin it for them ahead of time. Sure. And yeah, so absolutely. if I can control the, the, the situation without breaking character, then that's what I'm going to do. And luckily, there was, I mean, I wasn't more than about 50 yards from a security guard. And so by stepping back, shaking my finger no, and turning around and going straight for the security guard, we were able to stop that ahead of time before it got out of hand sure. not ruin everybody else's experience. Awesome. That's amazing. Mark of a pro right there. Absolutely. Mark of a pro right there. <laughs> I. It was funny. Just from thinking of that, it reminds me of some of the 
I mean, we haven't really had too many, too many people we've had to worry about, but you know, I've talked to a lot of people that kind of in that same boat where it, it's kind of a bummer that you have to even think about that, you know, and, but you have to prepare for just about everything. And like you said, it's good that you have the people there that can kind of take care of that for you. So you don't have to worry about it and focus on doing what you do and making that experience for the guests. Well, I know that I've only worked at two haunted houses, that both haunted houses took security very, very, very seriously. And both haunted houses took care of their actors exceptionally well. Can you talk a little bit about that? How, like, uh, during the show, what were they doing to uh, to help support the actors? Actually, that's a great question, yeah. They have what they call runners, mm-hmm. and you have to apply to be a runner. And the reason why you have to apply is because you've got to be able to stalk in and around the scenes without the other patrons seeing you to bring water, cough drops, um, aspirins, ibuprofen, band-aids, whatever. <laughs> and so they were coming through the haunt like every 15 to 20 minutes. Are you okay? Is there anything you need? Sure. Can I refill your water? Can I get you cough drops? And I mean, both haunts had just gone over the top to make sure that we never felt alone in what we were doing. Because if you're five hours in one room without any type of a break, <laughs> right. you really want someone coming in and checking on you to make sure that you're not dying of thirst or you've got a cough that you can't get rid of or whatever. Yeah. You know, we always called it the haunt crud. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Had a cough at the end of the haunt. Mm-hmm. And so they were very very good about making sure that you had the, the water, the cough drops, the whatever you needed to do your job. And I can't I can't thank both haunts enough for that care that they give us. Mm-hmm. I love hearing that they that they like to take care of their actors like that. That's great. That's how you get actors to come back year after year. Right. Well we become a family mm-hmm. and I still consider my sanctuary peeps as family. You know, if they need something, you know, I've not been back into the sanctuary in almost three years since the last time that I was there. And I'm still great friends with all the actors on there. We become family. Mm -hmm. When I came up to Hellscream, I had a situation that I needed help with. And I asked my family, my haunt family, and I mean, they came through in spades and they didn't even know who I was. So once you commit, once you commit and you become a part of the Haunt family, you are a part of the family for life. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. we rely on each other. And we come from all different walks of life, all different political beliefs, all different religion beliefs, just everybody is different. But when you come into a Haunt setting, it doesn't make any difference who you are. You're already accepted. That's awesome. Right. How do you network with other Haunt actors? Either or do you network with other haunt actors from other other haunts? Other, no, the only two the only two places that I interact with um, has been the sanctuary and Hellscream. Okay. But I'm hoping that these stories on these podcasts, I, I really have future plans for this because I would like to go meet these actors and I would like to tour their haunted houses and I would like to do episodes. There at the haunted house. Oh, that would be so cool. I was just thinking that, like a live tour, that would be so cool. Where the actors come on and they tell their own stories. Mm -hmm. And so, if we're recording a podcast there in the haunt, the actors are telling stories. That's just more advertisement for the haunted house. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I get to go see more haunted houses. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
I see your plan here. There you go. <laughs> Man, are you going to get like a free hunt of America's best or a free tour of America's best haunted house? Exactly. That sounds exactly. Awesome. John, well, what do we think of this? <laughs> I Damn. saw like Pontorama <laughs> come through. There's a lot of different episodes, a lot of different magazines and mm-hmm. websites that come through and they rate your haunted houses, which is why Hellscream. For the last two or three years, Hellscream and Haunted Minds have been number one and number two in the state of Colorado for professional haunts. Yeah. And I thought, you know, that's a cool job because now I get to go through all the haunts. <laughs> right. And that would be awesome. So how can I get in on this deal? Well, I want to hear the actors' stories. I want to hear them tell me what they've experienced. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Love it. I have to admit, I see these reality shows. You, you see the reality shows now, like the – you know, they have the Christmas decorating ones, but now they're starting to get more into, like, the halloween theme stuff. And I'm like, damn, why didn't I think of this? <laughs> damn it! <laughs> well, I've been looking for my niche, and I'm hoping that this niche is the one that will last. Because this is a unique look in the behind-the-scenes of every haunted house. Yeah. And I know that there's a lot of patrons out there that will look on the websites and read the backstories. Well, I would like for them to listen to a podcast and hear some of the real behind-the-scenes scares. Yeah, yeah. And that way, if you go through it, I heard about this room. There's supposed to be a, a ghost in here. Okay, so now you've got that scare already laid out. <laughs> right. And that means the actor can reach out, use that information, and just continue on with their massive scare. Yeah, they've already set it up and set it up in the back right. of their mind laying the groundwork right and actually that that kind of goes into my next one let's so if you if someone's listening to this and they're kind of if they're kind of new they're thinking they want to they want to be a scare actor what what would be the advice you would give them at least to get started first of all make sure that you're in good physical shape <laughs> i don't care i don't solid. care if you are sitting at a reception desk or you're a patient on a table by the time you leave that that haunt for the night you are worn out completely worn out um just find your local haunt because they're always wanting actors to come in and try out and you may not get a main role to begin with but again one of my favorite scares was a drop window Mm -hmm. and the only thing you have to do is watch the patrons through the little peephole they have and wait till they get to the x drop the window yell at them, raise the window back up, and they're thoroughly scared. (laughs) So you've got various areas. And if you don't want to be an actor, you can learn how to do makeup. People that are are just starting out doing, like, FX makeup and things like that, they can always use makeup artists. Always use makeup artists. And so there are various places that you can go in and volunteer to be an actor. But I would encourage you, there is no age limit. I know from the state of Oklahoma, there is a haunted house in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, where they have an 86-year-old woman wheelchair-bound that works their haunted house. (laughs) And the one thing that she is doing is she takes a fork, and they have a dummy dressed up in a nurse outfit, (laughs) that she's taking the fork and she's stabbing that dummy. I don't want peas. I want carrots. And she's wheelchair bound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she enjoys doing this. So don't let age ever stop you because they need all different age groups to be scare actors. 
what's, I think what's I just the... saw your future, Kate. <laughs> we'll see. When I can't build anymore, maybe I'll jump in a wheelchair. Uh, what's the youngest actor you have working with you now? With parents' permission. And we do have some parents that will haunt with their children. Mm-hmm. Oh, but we've cool. had as young as nine, and their parents have been with them during yeah. the haunt. Yeah. Um, usually about nine is about the lowest. Although I do remember this one actor had one of those real live baby dolls that she brought through. But the person that creates these baby dolls makes them into little demons or zombies <laughs> or vampires. And the baby looks so real that a and she was holding it while she was being an actor. She was in the nursery room and she was holding it. And one of the customers said, I'm getting ready to report you to DHS. I cannot believe you have a baby in this haunt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I remember the actress taking the baby and grabbing it by the ankle and holding it up, saying, you mean this baby? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't encourage infants to be in there, obviously. But if you're willing to stay there with your child, I mean, it's a great bonding experience. Mm-hmm. I know families that honestly haunt together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also it's a great, future. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great bonding experience for these people to haunt with their kids. Yeah, that was and a, I mean, my son ahead. was in college when I haunted with him. Sure. But it was still a blast. I really wish we could have started this earlier in his life. Yeah, yeah. So we're home haunters. Haven't gone professionally, but my dad and I used to have a lot of fun on Halloween nights, he'd be looking through the peephole with the fog machine while I'm out in the yard, and um, he really got into it. And Yeah, you're right. It, it was a good bonding experience. Now that you said that, I remember when my son was in seventh grade, and he had just started a new middle school, and he wanted to put on a haunted house. So what we did is we closed off our porch area. And, I mean, it was a 30-second walkthrough. You come up on the end of the porch and go to the front door. Sounds like However, However, I was hidden behind, I was in black and hidden behind a black thing, and when they would go knock on the door, I would drop the black material, scare the person with the trick-or-treater. <laughs> you know, I remember my husband was on the other side of the door, and he was dressed as a zombie, so when he, op- when he opened the door, she didn't know whether to be scared of me or scared of him. <laughs> and I know that my son sat there, and he helped. He took the tickets, handed out the candy, made mm-hmm. everybody go through and I think that was our first haunt experience. Yeah, now that you home haunting. That was, yeah, that was our first haunt experience, and we had a blast that night. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's amazing how many pro haunters end up or started out right. doing something in the front right. yard as a home haunter. Right. It's so much fun. It's, it's so much. It, it, it is the highlight of my year, which is why I spend the other 11 months getting ready for it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're you are the only person I know who. So, you know, when the calendar turns to April, you're like, oh, my God, I'm behind. Right. Yeah, because the year's <laughs> half over. Are you kidding? We're, we're already into haunt season. Seriously. Exactly. <laughs> it starts in August. It's so funny. You, you reminded me of something when you were talking about how you have to be in good shape, regardless of what you're doing. And I remember on, we, uh, we did an asylum haunt a couple of years ago. Um, and, Kay, I was thinking of Kyle on the table. Oh, yeah. Um, we had one of our scare actors who was being disemboweled right there. And the way – you might remember the table more, but it was – he all he was doing was laying there and moaning. But the way the table 
was was kind of hard. Yeah, so the table had a cutout right in the middle, so his body sat below, and then he had a fake chest over the top that he could, the other actor could stick his arm in. He ripped his guts out, and then it'd be candy at the end of the guts that we give to the kids. But that poor guy, Kyle, that thing was not comfortable, and he was in there for like five hours a night just laying in the super uncomfortable table. He was a champ, though. I was on an operating table one night, and I actually bought one of those electrode things that you, you like put the, on your the back. massage thing <laughs> right I, yeah yeah because i knew i was going to be laying on the hard table Ooh. for about six hours straight pro so tip crunches. right there <laughs> <laughs> maybe stretch first do some crunches <laughs> <laughs> no because usually by the time i get to that point i'm already tired i don't care <laughs> <laughs> fair enough <laughs> Awesome. Well, we are right about the one-hour mark. Any any final thoughts for the listeners? Uh, Please do not think that because you're not a writer that you can't send in stories. I want stories in the writer's own words. And if I have to edit the story, you will be given a copy of the story first to make sure that you approve of everything that's editing because I'll be reading the stories and I want to make sure that I do them justice. So don't let the fact that, hey, I'm not a writer, stop you. Send in those stories. That is Cat Forrest from the Scare Actors Lounge podcast and a scare actor at Hellscream in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Thank you so much for your time, for coming on, sharing your stories, sharing some of your advice. We had a blast talking with this you. Is a, yeah, this is wonderful. This this episode has turned into way more fun than I thought than it was going to be originally. <laughs> so really appreciate you coming out. And I really appreciate you giving me a platform to to promote my podcast. Absolutely, Thank you for me. definitely. Thanks so much, Kat. Yeah, Thank thanks for coming you on. Very good much. luck with the good luck with the podcast. Thank you very much. I and definitely it. reach out if you need any help with the podcast. We're we're getting pretty good at, with the technical side. <laughs> Thank you, because I'll need questions. This is my first time doing <laughs> yeah. this, so you'll Fair be enough. hearing from me. Trust me. Sounds good. Thanks so much. Sounds good. All right, Thanks, thank Kat. you. Bye-bye. Bye. That was that was good. She had some good stories. I like that. She had some awesome stories, and I th- like I said, I think this episode is going to end up being a lot more fun than it would have been otherwise. And I think... Plus, this gives us more material to use for the next one. Uh, yeah, we've basically already got our next podcast written. Pretty much. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, shall we wrap it up? Oh, yeah. I suppose we should put a cherry on top. Huh? Yeah. Uh, awesome time talking with Cat Forrest. Again, she is with the Scare Actors Lounge podcast. Please send in your stories to scareactorslounge at gmail.com, uh, and she will pick the best ones to go into this first season of her new podcast i'm excited i'm gonna listen this, i'm definitely I'm, gonna listen this is gonna be so cool I'm, that's such I'm a great really idea i know and there's a part of me that wishes i had thought of it but that that's yeah, okay because honestly we have enough podcasting going on on our own <laughs> more than to keep us keep us occupied exactly speaking of which if you want to hear other episodes of the haunting you podcast okay you've piqued my interest where can you find the the podcast. Yeah, you can find our podcast at our <laughs> Podbean page at hauntingyou.podbean.com. Uh, all of our episodes are hosted there, but they are sent all over the interwebs to various other podcast hosting sites. So if you prefer iTunes or Podcorn or Stitcher or Twitch or Spotify, any of, Spotify, any of 20 or 30 other sites, you can probably find us there too. Just search for Haunting You, just the letter U. Uh, where else can they find us, John? Uh, are you talking about our social media? Absolutely. They, we do a lot on social media. You can find us on Twitter at HauntingUniver1, which is Haunting, U-N-I-V-E-R-1. 
on Twitter. We're um, we're also getting our Instagram set up. We'll make an announcement on that. Uh, where can you find us on Facebook? You can find Haunting You at facebook.com slash haunting you. But if you want to follow the latest in the uh, in our progress on making our build, uh, you can find that on our Sanguine Creek Estates Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash yes. SCE Haunt. Uh, that's where we're posting pictures as we continue the build, uh, and it's very exciting how how it's coming along. I'm, I know I say this a lot, but I'm really excited. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, t-shirts, mugs, <laughs> picture of you, even like a cartoon version of you with a huge smile and like your your hands shaking with excitement. Yes, we'll yes, it, so excited. On that note, thank you, John, for bringing that up. I was we, waiting. We are doing something brand new we have swag wow that, uh, wait 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 wait. that happened literally 12 hours ago are you sh- <laughs> are we- yes I'm, I'm so i'm gonna go ahead and throw it out here and all right, all right, if i can't it. set it up before we publish the podcast then i'll just delete it it's that easy <laughs> all right Swag, you say? Yes. You piqued my interest. Why, thank you. I'm I'm so glad I did. We were turned on to this awesome website called redbubble.com. And what redbubble.com does is it hosts graphic media by artists that can then be put onto just about Mugs, anything. T-shirts, Mugs, t-shirts. Mouse pads, anything you want. Stickers. Um, the only thing I don't see on there that I would really like is a lapel pin. I really want a Sanguine Creek Estates lapel pin. But anyway, uh, if so, if you want to get some Sanguine Crete's Estates swag with our logo on it, go check out redbubble.com, and you can find stuff there. Uh, a portion of every sale gets kicked back to us, and we use that money to make our podcast better and make the haunt better as well. So you'll not only be supporting Sanguine Creek Estates and haunting you, but you will also get some cool swag. And who doesn't love swag? Everybody loves swag. And I hope sometime in the near future that we will have Haunting You swag on there as well. Because I really want a Haunting You, like, coffee mug. Maybe Haunting You (laughs) on one side and Sanguine Creek on the other. I don't know. We'll see what is available here. So, wait a sec. Are you... Has this this played out in your head where essentially you're at work, you're drinking... Well, you're a weirdo and you don't like coffee. True. You're you're drinking something from your coffee mug just very casually, and someone says, "Oh, it's just like is that a podcast or is that a or is that, what, what is that cool uh, thing on your mug?" Well, sorry, let just, me tell yeah, you about it. I'm picturing you. Well, you're see, I was picturing you playing it even cooler, just like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's my podcast." You know, whatever. It's, <laughs> no big deal. it's fine. It's I am not that smooth. Thing. Let's be reasonable here. I am not that smooth. <laughs> Whatever. No, you, you, know just... I, you know what I really want, though? I want a oh. hoodie with the Sanguine Creek Estates crest right, on the back. That's fair. Right? That's fair. It's funny. We we still we actually have a fair amount of swag. I was going through my closet when I recently moved. I think I have four or five T-shirts yeah, from well, haunts or companies that we have. I mean, we had the Haunting You shirts we've made a couple of times. We have the um, Arkham Asylum shirt we made. We've got the... Sure haunted ship shirt we made like we we have done this for a while and i think this website will be a much better way of doing it than me ironing it on uh in my <laughs> kitchen ah the early days the early I days yeah so, so you gotta go start che- somewhere go check us up at redbubble.com 
Uh, what was I going to tell you? This. So I haven't worn my haunted ship one yet because you told me it was cursed. And it, I took that seriously. It was not the haunted ship yeah. one that was cursed. Huh? It was not the haunted ship one that was cursed. It was the haunting you one that was cursed. I don't think so. Were you? Yeah. Were, that's the, that one the one I was wearing, wearing when I twisted my ankle. And I have not worn that shirt since. Oops. You okay. wore the wrong shirt, didn't you? <laughs> I don't think I've worn either, actually. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair I try. Enough. I like to keep them in good shape just so I don't have to wash them that much. Because I love the Arkham Asylum one, but it's also it's seen it's it's in good shape, but it has seen a little bit of better days. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Ooh. Also, ooh. and one more thing, if you can't get enough of our shenanigans. Have we I, got news for you? Enough. I can't get enough. You can't get enough. Why? Well, tell How do we get more of our shenanigans, John? I mean, we could be friends. You could hit us up on Twitter and Facebook, and if you want to be friends, let's let's do this. Absolutely. Go follow us I'm on joking. Twitter. Follow us on Facebook, and we will have some shenanigans. Uh, don't, you, you don't have to be friends. I'm with I'm, I'm comfortable enough with the amount of friends that I currently have. I'm not. <laughs> I am not looking to expand. That's, That's a terrible fair. thing That's to fair. say. But we're we're very excited. We are we're making a brand new podcast. Yes, we're still we going to keep this one, so don't worry. But we're branching out a little bit into some other things. So it's it's we, still me. It's still Kay. It's still Leslie. We have had so much fun doing haunting you, and we've gotten so much positive feedback that we want to branch out into topics that we really enjoy but can't really cover on a home haunting podcast namely exactly. movies indeed if you listen to our shenanigans episode you uh, got a taste of what this new podcast will be like more to come in the future we're in the process of recording episodes now so that we'll be able to drop a whole bunch like one a week and then just do a whole season that way rather than the way we do haunting you which is like one a month and we're lucky <laughs> if we get it out on time so we're pre-recording yeah. all the episodes before we put them out so stay tuned more info to follow we may be dropping it sometime around October. It's coming. It's coming. Be looking forward to that. I'm really excited about it. So I think that wraps it up for tonight. Next episode, we will have Leslie on, and we will be back to talking about haunting in the midst of COVID. So until then, from all of us here at Haunting You, stay safe and happy haunting. Bye, everyone! Haunting You is a production of the Rocky Mountain Home Haunters, LLC. All audio clips and sound effects are used under a Creative Commons attribution or public domain license from Purple Planet Music at www.purple-planet.com or the Sound Bible at soundbible.com. Please see our Facebook page for more information on all the clips used in this episode. Haunting University can be reached via Facebook at www.facebook.com slash haunting you with the letter U or on Twitter using the handle at haunting univer one that's haunting u-n-i-v-e-r one be sure to check out our new page on Podbean 
at www.hauntingyou.podbean.com.